Okay, so good morning. We're going to do uh, brief chazar as we do as usual, and then move on from there on the bottom of Dav Vavam uh, The entire uh, Vavam Abbez is discussing the machlegas between the Urshim and the Chachamim. Is the size of a sukkah two walls in a tefach, or is the size of a sukkah three walls in a tefach? We gave four mahalchim to explain what the machlokas is between Rav Shimon and Chachamim, and we're going to chazer one, a fifth reason that explains the position of Rav Shimon, that he holds it has to be three walls in a tefach. So um, the Gemara says uh, the following, four, one, two, three, four, five lines from the banner of Masna. Rav Masna, Amar Ta'amed Rav Shimon, Mehacha. Rav Masna says the reason for Rav Shimon is from the following place, the Pasuk says, again, it's not referring specifically to a sukkah, but we already use it on that base, the darshan for sukkahs as well. But it says the sukkah should be for you for shade during the day and from the heat. It should also be a guarding for you from storms and from rain. But we see that the essence of a sukkah is something that protects you from the elements. So a sukkah that's two walls and a tavah does not protect you from any elements. A sukkah that's three walls and a tavah does protect you from the elements, and that's why Rosh uh, is more machmah that you have to have at least three walls for a sukkah to be considered to be kosher. So that is the uh, opinion of Rosh Let's make sure I'm on the right thing here. I am. Okay, well, so no, no, it's not yet, but so be it. Says the Gemara. So now, now that we've established, we're going to go back into the sheet of the Chacham, that a sukkah is two walls and one tavah. This tavah, Hechem Amido, where do you put it up? Where do you put it? How do you set up that last one little tefach to make it that your sukkah is kosher? So Amar of Rav, Mamido Kenegada Yotze, you put it Kenegada Yotze, which we said means that you have a V and just simply at the edge of that V, you add one more, just like this or like this, whichever one's going to be. It's very simple, and that's how you have yourself a kosher sukkah with two walls and a little bit. Is that you have two walls and then you add a little bit more, one more tefach, and you're good to go. So Paul ran the last line of Avamabes. Amalei Rav Kahana Rav Asi Le Rav V'yamidenu Kenegir Rosh Tur One second over here If we're going and saying That you have to have Two walls in a little bit It's not good enough Just to have it That you have the V With the one little tefach At the edge The way you have to Set up that last Little piece of tefach You actually have to Angle it in Towards the other wall So it's not good enough To be like this It has to be like this angled in, that's the picture you have over there on the top Rashi, is that the reason why this is different than this is that by going like this, it's like a wide open area. By angling it in, it kind of makes it more of like an enclosure. It gives it that feel that is actually almost fully walled in, and that's what he says, you have to be and Shasik Raf, Rav was quiet. Sometimes Shasik means that you actually agree, sometimes Shasik means you don't agree, you just don't want to engage in the Machlekas, so it's not really clear here yet what the halacha is, but at least Rav was Shasik. Itmar Nami, we have another source that supports that it has to be just that V with the one little piece afterwards. Amr Shmuel Mishmei Levi, Mamido Kenegad Hayose, that the way you set up the sukkah when you have two walls and a tefach is you have the V and just one little piece that's left afterwards. Bechemor Bemidrash, and that's how they pass in the base Medrash. Mamido Kenegad Hayose, you set it up Kenegad Hayose, which again simply put is you have the right angle of the two walls and that last little piece just attach it to the edge of one of the other walls. And Shalom so you have yourself a kosher sukkah. Okay. That is Rav's opinion of how to set up that tefach. We're going to see, though, we already saw a little bit at the end of last year, we're going to see more today, that it's actually a little bit more complicated, according to most other opinions, how you actually have to set up the sukkah in a way that's going to be kosher. Rabbi Simon, v'tem Rabbi Shubman Levi Amar. Rabbi Simon, in some sense, Rabbi Shubman Levi said, Oselo tefach soichek, umamida bepachas mishlosha tzvachim samach So what do you do? 
So when we say that it's good enough to have two walls, two full walls and one tefach, that tefach we're talking about is not your average tefach, we're talking about a happy tefach. Happy tefach means in a more expansive tefach, that really, in fact, if you would actually measure it, it's really 1.1 really one tefach, and that's just the way I'll say it for the sake of explanation, because again, either you do a tefach with your fist closed, if you do it open with a little bit looser, then actually, in fact, is more than a pure tefach. So what do you do? So what we're trying to do is as follows, that yes, it's totally fine to have a circle that has two walls and one tefach, but that last wall has to be in some way halakhically a wall. So how do you turn one tefach into a halakhic wall? Well, the way you do it is as follows, I'll explain it outside, then read it inside, is that the tefach that you have is not a plain tefach, it's a 1.1 tefach, it's a wider tefach, and you set it up 2.9 tefachim away from the last edge, so you have this, and then you have that one more piece that's you know, sitting over here, but if it's less than three tzvachim, then it's as if this is all closed. And this is 1.1 tzvachim. So now you have 2.9 plus the 1.1 piece. That's four total. You have four, a, a four tefach wall in halacha, which is pretty amazing. Four tzvachim is more than half of the seven tzvachim that's minimal that you need. And therefore you really have, for all intents and purposes, not just two walls and a little bit. You have two walls and roiv of a third wall. Because again, you managed to pull off in a halachically acceptable way to make your one tefach into four tzvachim. Because it's 1.1 tzvachim plus the 2.9 area of Lovud, some total is four, four out of seven is Raiv, and that's how you're able to make your sukkah kosher. Let's just read that inside. It's four lines from the top. Rabbi Simon, Vitem, Rabbi Shubban, Levi, Amar, Oseh, Lo, Tefach, Soichik, make a happy tefach, which means making a wider tefach, which is 1.1 tefachim, umamido bepachos mishlosha tefachim, samach ledoifen, and you stand that one little piece of wall less than um, three tefachim away from the corner, the kolpachos mishlosha samach ledoifen, kolavadam, anything that's less than three tefachim away from the other thing, is like his lovet. Simple as that. Amar of Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda comes along and says the following, this is a new material. Sukkah ha'asuya kimavui kishera. If you make a sukkah like a mavui, which means like an alleyway, um, if you have the same gemara as me, it's the picture on the side, this picture gimel, it's literally not even a right angle. It's just two walls opposite each other. Sukkah ha'asuya kimavui kishera. V'oiso tefach mamida l'kol ruach shayertza. The last little piece, put it wherever you want. When you have a right angle, you have two choices where to put it. You either put it here, or you put it here. Whatever it is. If you have two things, and it's literally like this, then you can put it here, 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 or here. It doesn't make a difference. According to this opinion right now we're seeing in the Gemara, that which we say the halacha is, that it's kosher to have a sukkah that's two walls on a little bit, it does not even have to be that the two walls touch each other. They can be opposite each other, and then the last little bit is anywhere you want within those four walls, and now you have a kosher sukkah. So again, this is a fascinating, fascinating sheet of what's good enough to make a sukkah over here. And this sheet is as follows. Read again inside. Um, second. Dummy. A sukkah that's made like an alley. Shera, it's kosher. And that one tefach they have to add to, because again, it's two walls, not enough. Everyone agrees you have to have two walls and at least a tefach. Mamido, stand it up. In any direction you want. Any direction you want. You have four choices. Put it anywhere you want, and you're going to have your kosher sukkah. Rabbi Simon, again, we're back to Rabbi Simon, Vitem Rishubin Levi Amar, Osalo Pas Arba Umashu. No, you have to have a, a piece of wood that's actually four tzvachim wide and a little bit more. Umamido Bepachos Mishlosha Samach Ledoifen, and you have to stand it up within three tzvachim at one of the edges. 
Now, listen what's going on over here. We had the case before that you had the V, right? And we said, just take one more tefach and put it anywhere you want, either here or here. And along comes Rabbi Simon and some Rabbi Shimon Levi. No, 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 that's not good enough. It's not good enough just to put it over here. You actually have to set it up in a way that it's a wider tefach within three tefachim, and now it's really four. And you have four out of seven. That's what's going to be okay. Now we have Yehuda coming along, coming along and say, you don't have to even have a right angle. You can have two walls that are opposite each other like this. And take that last piece and put it wherever you want. Along comes Rabbi Simon or Rabbi Shimon Levi and says, no, you need to do the following. It's not good enough just to have that one little tefach coming in one other area. You actually have to make it into a genuine seven tefach wall. A genuine seven tefach wall. How do you make it a genuine, a, a, a genuine seven tefach wall? Well, if, if you're dealing with the right angle, he's, stick, he's sticking with his gun, saying that you only have to have one tefach and make it into a four tefach, and four out of seven is roiv. And when they're opposite each other, Along comes with Simon and says, you have to make a real seven tefach wall. How do you do it? One tefach is not good enough. You have to have a 4.1 tefach piece of wood, Stand it up in a way that's loved to the rest of the wall. So if it's 2.9 plus 4 plus 1, 4.1, that's 7, and you have a genuine 7 tefach wall. So the Gemara's going to ask right now, the question you're, you're about to ask is that why when they have the right angle, is it good enough to make it 4 out of 7? And when, why is it when they're opposite each other, parallel to each other, you have to make it 7 out of 7? The Gemara's going to ask that right now, but he is coming along and saying what you hear him saying, is that when we get a right angle, make that one piece 1.1, plus 2.9 is 4, 4 out of 7 is right, we're good. But when they're parallel to each other, you have to actually have a 4.1 tefach wall, the additional wall. Two full walls, a 4.1 tefach wall, and then, uh, is it, am I being clear with my hands, by the way? Is this clear? Yeah. Okay, then you add a full 4 tefach piece, plus 2.9 of lovud, and now you have yourself a full 7 tefach wall. So let's read that inside, and then we'll get to the question of why by one is 4 out of 7 good enough, and why by one you have to have a full 7. That'll be the next question in the Gemara. So it says the Gemara again, um, I'm going to read it up in Rehuda. I'm Rav, Rav's last word online, about seven lines down. Rehuda, sukkah, so you come up with a sukkah that's made like an alley. Shera, it's kosher. But also tefach, and that one last tefach you have to add, so I put it on any one of the four edges that you want to put it on. Rabbi Simon, he comments on this Mavoi case and says, Oselo pas arba, make it a pas arba. Pas is literally like a, a wood, wood uh, slab or wood, uh, you know, wood board. I'm almost thinking like plywood, almost, is the way I look at pas. Make, you have a pas that's four tvachim wide, umasho, a little bit more than four tvachim. The reason why it has to be more than four tvachim is because love it is less than three tvachim, so you have to get up to seven total. So let's just say it's 4.1. And stand it up within three tvachim of one of the corners. Anything that's less than three tvachim is kolavid. And now you have yourself a total of seven full tvachim. Because you have the 4.1 tvachim of the uh, plywood, and you have the 2.9 tvachim of the love, and now it's seven total. Now the Gemara asked the question like I told you he was going to ask. What is the difference there? There, Simon said it's good enough to have a happy tefach, where it's 1.1. And you add the 1.1 with the 2.9, you have four total. And why here does Rabbi Simon say, no, you have to have a full seven. And it has to be a four tefach plywood board, plus the love to make it seven total. What's the difference? So my answer is, He said, no, the difference is exactly what we're saying and what you're assuming is that there, by the case of where the two walls are meeting together at a right angle, you have two fully kosher walls that are fully in contact with each other. You have two defanos kilchasan. 
It's enough to have a tefach seichik to make a kosher. You don't have to do as much effort to make a kosher. But here you don't even have two walls touching each other. You have two walls that are parallel each other, which is, they're so distant from each other, they're so not connected to each other, then in, if you have a four tefach plywood board, then you're good. If you don't, then it's not going to be kosher. So really just simply answering, one you're off. Right, it's simply answering the difference between the two cases is that the case where it's a right angle, like you're really like doing well over here. You have two walls, they're fully sized kosher walls, they're connected to each other. So to get kosher, all you have to do is one more piece. Okay, Rabbi Simon says that that one piece has to be within love with the other ones, it has to be 1.1, make it four total, and you're fine. But when you have two walls that are parallel to each other, those two walls have no shaykhs to each other. And that's when he's a little stronger that the way to make that kosher is that you actually have a four tefak piece or 4.1 tefach, together with love, it makes it seven full tefachim, and it's going to be kosher, it's going to be fine. So, so it sounds like a love wall is not the same status as a regular, the regular 90, 90 degree wall. A love wall... Meaning, if you have a situation where you have to apply love Well, both of, both of them, Simon's making you apply love The question right. is, is uh, how much... How, how, the sum total has to be how much. Right. But when you have the two walls touching at a right angle, or whatever, it doesn't be exactly right, but the point is the touching it as a V, um, there he allows you to have a sum total of four tvachim. And four is just rove of seven. And he's being, obviously, it's much more makel. Uh, but by the case of the two walls that are parallel to each other, you have to end up with seven full tvachim between the lovin and the actual piece of plywood that you have, which is 4.1. So the question is just why is the sum total necessary by the parallel walls to be seven, and why is the sum total by the V walls enough to be four? That's the question on the table. And you say, no, that's, that's the answer. The answer is by parallel walls, they have no shankers to each other. You need to do much more to make this a kosher sukkah, but when you actually have two walls that are kosher, that are touching each other like a normal sukkah, that you don't have to do as much to make it kosher. So in other words, kilchasan is touching yeah, touch it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So um, let's just read that answer again inside. Okay, Rafi, just very, very quickly, you have the pace, is that we ended up saying that we had to hold the two parallel walls. When we said, how do you make the wall kosher kosher? It doesn't have to even be this. It can be just like this. And just add one more little tefak in one of the four corners, and you're good to go. But Simon, by that case, says, no, it's not enough. You actually have to add a four tefach wide, like piece of plywood or something, have it stand within three tefachim of the wall, and then you have seven total tefachim. So the question is, why when we had a V, did Simon say the way to fix it is by having one tefach plus the three tefachim, making a four out of seven is good, but by over here, when they're parallel to each other, you actually have to make it as actually a full seven. Why we want much more machmer? I think Mar just simply answers that when they're parallel to each other, it's just less of a kosher sukkah already. You need to do much more to bring it up to speed as opposed to when they're at a right angle with each other where they're already basically there. We don't have to do as much to make it kosher. Okay, so says the Gemara um, the following. Again, we're Chazad, the question and the answer. Umayishna is about a third of the way down. First words of the line, I could love a dummy. Umayishna hasam de ka'amart sagiya tefach seichik. What's the difference there? When the two walls are at an angle with each other, touching each other, that we say tefach seichik is enough. Umayishna haka de ka'amart baya pas arba. And what's the difference here? That you need to have that fourth tefach wide board. So the answer is the Gemara. There, where you have two halachic walls, the mamish touching each other. Sagi le betefach seichik is enough to have that wide tefach to make a kosher. But here, where you don't even have two walls that are touching each other, if you have full four fucking board, it's good. But if you don't have that full board, it's not going to be kosher. Okay, so now the Gemara goes on and says the following Amar Rava. Along comes Rava and makes it even more complicated. 
that which we allow you to do this whole love thing and have that one little piece that stands further away from the corner, that's not even good enough unless there's a tzuras pesach which means that not only is it good enough to have that piece standing a little further away, it has to be a full doorway. There has to be a top lintel to it also for it to be kosher. So now we're going ahead and making this even further. You have the two corners that are touching each other. You have the one tefah that's a little further away. And now we're saying you actually have to have a doorway, like a, a lintel that actually bridges. Usually love it is just even if they're not even touching each other. They could just be that we connect them to each other magically. But here we're going in and saying that you actually have to have a lintel on top that connects the two of them to make them as if they're one. Uh, Rafi probably has pictures. I don't know where my picture book is, so if anybody wants to let me know where my picture book is. There's a couple of them in the back. Are there? Yeah. I think it would be helpful just to show it. Um, I guess. Who wants to take a look at that? I think, yeah, I think I see one over here. Look on page. Yeah. yeah, so it's good. It's the very first one on you. So just you just want to see what I was talking about before. You have Tess on the bottom is the last two things we were talking about, where you have the two parallel walls, you have that one tefach, and then along comes the Simon and it has to be four tefach and wide, and within three tefach, and that's how you make a kosher. And then the very first picture on Duff uh, on, on page Yud, Paul, you have a picture book? Okay, good. Um, is. Um, is uh, that picture that we're talking about. That that one tefah that you have, it actually has to have a tzuresa pesach on it. The key is over here that, that each of the little beams doesn't have to be a full tefah anymore. It's split that one tefah that you have and put a tzuresa pesach on top of it and it's going to be kosher. As you see in the picture of the chati tefah, chati tefah. Okay? That is the opinion of... Um, I think it was Rava. Okay, here we go. So it says Amar Rava, the Niteris. It's only going to become mutter. Niteris is like the word mutter. It's only going to become mutter. But Surah Pesach, you have to have a Surah Pesach there. You have to have much more. It has to be Surah Pesach. And again, that's really what our Arabs are. It's like very funny. We have an Arab around our city. Uh, the Arab of our city is just a bunch of doorways. That's how we make a kosher Arab. The, the best Arabs in the world are like something like the old city of Yerushalayim, where it's like a fully, fully built wall, where there's a couple openings that are tourist of Pesachs. But most city Arabs, you can't wall the entire city. It's not going to do or can't wall the entire community. So what they do is they just make a Arab made out of a bunch of doorways, one after the other, one after the other, one after the other, and that's how you make a kosher, that's how you make a kosher air, according to Moshitas. So again, but over here, we're saying that that third wall has to be, it's a wall, but it happens to be a doorway. It's a Pesach. So, Ikad Ami, there's different ways to interpret what Rava means over here. Ikad Ami, some say, Amar Rava Viniteris Nami B'Tzirza Pesach. Some say he's actually saying a leniency, not a Chumrah. Meaning, what he's saying is that either you have a full Tefach without the Tzirza Pesach, or another way to make a kosher is by having two half Tefachs with the tzuras with the tzuras pesach on top, so he's actually not saying a, 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 a stringency; he's saying a leniency. Is that we thought the only way to make a kosher is by having a full tefach piece? He said, no, you can even have a half tefach pieces as long as they're connected with the lintel on top. But there are others that actually say he's being machmer, saying that no, no, the only way to make that one tefach kosher is you need to have a tzuras pesach. Okay, 
So there's a machlekes within Rava when he says this idea about having the doorway to make the sukkah kosher. Does he, is he saying that it's another way to make a kosher, or is he saying that is the way to make a kosher? The only way to make a kosher is by having the source of Pesach. Rav Ashi Ashkechei Lerav Kahana. Rav Ashi, founder of Kahana. The Ka'avid Tefach Soichik. The way he made his sukkah was with a happy tefach. The Ka'avid Tzirza Pesach. But on top of that, he also had Tzirza Pesach. So he's doing both. He did the whole tefach sochek thing and made it within four tefachim, you know, three tefachim of the wall to make it a four tefach wall. And on top of that, he went ahead and added Tzirza Pesach. So Amr lo savar mar Rava, the Amr Rava, v'yiteres nami b'tzirza Pesach. Do you not hold that which Rava says, that there's another leniency that you could do, that it's also mutter with the tzirza Pesach, which means Rava didn't say you have, you have to have tzirza Pesach. He's just saying it's another way to be lenient, but you don't have to have both. Because what he did over here in the story was is that he had both a tefach wide and he had tzirza Pesach. Don't you hold that which Rava said, that you, that, that you could also be lenient and also do Torah's Pesach? Amar lei, anna ki idach lishn de Rava, severely, I hold it the other version of Rava, the Amar Rava v'srich anami, Torah's Pesach. I hold it the version that says you also need Torah's Pesach. It's not enough just to have the Tefach, you actually have to have both the Tefach, and on top of that, you have to have the Torah's Pesach. So, don't you find it interesting that you have three different versions of what Rava said, and they don't even try to um, get to the actual... Truth of. truth of it. Like everywhere else, we would go through a billion different things to try to figure out what was it that he actually held. And here it's just like, yeah, three different things. Uh, you make a good point. You make a good point. I, I don't even know what to, uh, I don't even know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Fine, I said, you want me to read that again inside though? Yeah? Let's read that again together inside. So let's, go, let's read Rava again. So Amar Rava, Rava's the last words in line, almost halfway down the daf. That which we allow you to go ahead and have one tefach to be the third wall, that's only going to be allowed if you go ahead and add a lintel on top. And then now there's a full form of an entryway. Now there's a machlokas in Rava. Ikadami, that those that say, Amarava viniteris nami, but the pesach. Here is nami. That you're also going to be allowed to sit in such a sukkah if you have the surah of pesach. Which again, then he's being lenient, that you need one or the other. Either a full tefach, or you have the surah of pesach. Ikadamri, others understand Amarava Vitsricha Nami Sursa Pesach. You also need Sursa Pesach. Therefore, that ends up meaning that it's not enough to have a Tefach to make your Sukkah kosher. You actually have to have a Tefach plus you have to have the Sursa Pesach. And now we have a story. He saw that when he had his Sukkah of two walls on a little bit, it was actually a combination of a full tefach, even the happy tefach, which is the 1.1 tefachim, plus on top of that he had the tzuras of Pesach. So, Amar Leh, lo savar mar lahad de rava, the Amar Rava of Minitaris, nami b'tzuras you not hold like the version of Rava that says you only need one or the other, basically, that you don't have to have the lintel on top plus the one tefach. Amar Leh, anaki idach lishen de rava severely, I hold the other version of Rava. The Amar Rava, the tzuras and nami tzuras of Pesach, you need to have both. You need to have both. So, okay. How are we doing time-wise? Okay, okay, two dots. I think that's a good stopping point. Okay, we'll stop here. If anyone wants to stay for Peleoids, please feel free to do so.
Seven forty-five. Okay. Please. Please, please do. Okay. Here we go. We learned about Eretz Yisrael. Okay, so the last thing we learned about Eretz Yisrael was actually very interesting. After he talks about how great it is, he basically says, don't go, it's not going to work. <laughs> don't go, it's not going to work. It's going to be too hard to make Aliyah. It's going to be uh, too stressful on the kids. It's going to be financially too uh, strapping that you don't have to do it. Uh, but he does say, but once things become easier for you, and by going there, it's not going to overburden the family by you becoming a Meshulach, as basically what he said, then when you're older, go. If you can't go right away, then go when, go when you're older. Go when things are more in order that you should be able to go. Um, okay, here we go. Interesting. Um, children should put in effort to help their parents make Aliyah. That's what he's saying. This covet you're giving them by helping them move their Israel is the greatest covet you can give them. How about this one? You know, I'm not telling you to start another organization over here, but you should give your tzedakah money and help your friend make Aliyah if you want to make Aliyah. Oh, he's actually saying literally a brother. He's not saying like a spiritual brother. He's saying like literally. If you have a brother that wants to make Aliyah, then help him make Aliyah. That's what you got to do. Um, Sounds like it's getting repetitive here that the don't go if it's going to be too hard to work it out there. And Paul, I'm trying to figure this out one second. She rose, or I was in the grocery pocket. I don't know what this paragraph is saying. Um, He's referring to some sort of reality back then that if you would set up some sort of system to help people make Aliyah, that sometimes it would turn out in a way that you'd end up getting stuck in Dine Taira, you'd end up um, and ending up not moving there so yourself because it gets too complicated with the Dine Taira. So it sounds like he's saying just be smart and do things in a way that, yes, you'll help, you'll help people make Aliyah, but not in a way they'll end up shooting yourself in the foot and causing problems for yourself. That sounds like what he's saying over here. But for your brother, you're never excused from your brother. If your brother wants to make Aliyah, then you have to do whatever you can to help him do what he should be doing. 
But if one is wealthy, you should actually invest in helping other people make Aliyah. Both, both. The process of making Aliyah and sending them gifts while they're there to make it the financial they could afford being there. So he says, although you may think, because apparently back then it was not uncommon for someone to go from city to city to fundraise for his own efforts to make Aliyah. Oh, interesting. It sounds like nowadays you still complain about, you know, like, who says their cause is important or they should be burdening us with their needs? So back then, apparently, it was not uncommon for someone to go from city to city fundraising for himself to make Aliyah. And says the Pelio, it's ever people complain, what is the guy doing? Because he wants to make Aliyah, he should burden us with the support of it. It sounds like he's defending him. I'm So I'm, I'm looking ahead what is going on over here. He says, one could argue that there's so many gedolim living in Chutz um, He's just making a financial burden on other people. It ends up being very difficult for other people that, you know, you should have a right to be upset with him and say, no, I'm not going to support his efforts to make Aliyah. There's room to say such a thing. And especially because if someone tries to make Aliyah and he can't do it, of course, Baruch considers it as if he did it anyway. And therefore, you know what, he tried to do it, he just can't have the funds to do it, and therefore don't worry about it. But says the Pelio, it's, this doesn't happen all the time. It's one thing if every, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry, if, if, if five guys a day are coming into town to fundraise for their efforts to make Aliyah, then you could argue and say, why are they burdening us? He said, every once in a while someone has this, you know, this spirit of insanity that he wants to make Aliyah and he asks you to help support it. He says, if so, listen to these words. Not everyone does this. Every once in a while, there's someone who's just inspired and his neshama feels this yearning, this magnetic pull to Israel. That Hashem actually made this happen and he should dafka support this, this feeling that he has. Here we go. This exact line from the Gemara we had in Sukkah, right? That, that, that your feet are your guarantors. They bring you to the place that you're supposed to go. We had that with, again, with the city of Luz. Therefore, you should help him. Don't say what, what you thought you could have said, which is, you know what, you tried to go. Don't burden us with your things. Many don't live in Eretz in Chosaris. Rather, if it doesn't happen that often, those who do feel that um, spirit of that yearning to go to Eretz Yisrael, you should support them because you're helping them accomplish that which the Kodesh Baruch wants them to accomplish. Okay, I guess we'll stop here, but uh, Bez Hashem will finish the section of Eretz Yisrael uh, tomorrow. Thank you very much. Thank you. Have a good day. Yesterday, this uh, just one person had this. Uh